Welcome to the Center of Excellence Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Genovese, Director at Oz Marketing with oh, and Sales Novice. I don't want All to forget that. I got called out for that yesterday at the planning meeting. Oh, You're the what? Sales Novice. So somebody at least has been listening to recent episodes. They know that I've been moved up to Sales Novice, so that's good stuff. With me as always, Oliver Young, Operations Director at the Young Automotive Group. And to be here, Tim. Fantastic. Brad Taylor, Corporate Trainer with the Center of Excellence. Excited to learn, and I am very excited about our guest today, Kelly Moss, Vice President with the Young Automotive Group. Super, very excited to have you here. Please tell us a little bit, uh, Kelly, about yourself. I know that a lot of us already know so much, but tell us something that we don't know about Kelly Moss. Well, I'm glad to be here, and hopefully nobody's out there Googling me because you can find all you need to know <laughs> Don't Google with him. a little bit of Google. No, I'm excited to be here. I listen to all your podcasts, and it's, it's great to be here. I've been around a while. In 1994, the Youngs bought the little company I work for, Avis Car Rental. And with that came me. So I've stuck around ever since. Whoa. So it, it's been a good ride, and the Youngs have been good to me. So I'm glad to be here. Well, thank goodness for that acquisition because we are so freaking happy to have you. I'm excited to have you here and to hear the perspective that you bring to some of these topics that we've got to talk about today. And we're going we're gonna to kind of funnel our way into today's topic <laughs> with a really sick. narrow segue. That was awesome. No, it was not. Uh, uh, <laughs> Do not patronize me, sir. Keep it up, Tim. I love it. Today, actually, well, the topic I want to discuss is something really practical. You know, a lot of times we get into a lot of subjects of like how to have the right mindset and kind of be not very practical, like to-dos, right? I want to talk about working your funnel. Now, when we talk about funnel, Brad, what, what do you think of when I think through sales funnel? When I think of a sales funnel, I think of the customers that are just starting the process. And how do I help them narrow down to what they want to buy now? Yep. And what do I got to do to make sure I earn their business right now? Yep, absolutely. So working a funnel is finding ways to just draw, just narrow your customers and draw them through their buying process. And really when I think through a funnel is, and it's really kind of funny. My my mom would say this. And Does your mom listen to the podcast? She better. She might be one of those 12,000 downloads. <laughs> we got 12,000 downloads. Woo! That's yeah. awesome. No, my mom would say sales is like a popcorn machine. It just sits there and sizzles for a long time, but then all of a sudden it starts filling it pop, things start rolling. I agree with that, especially when you're a new salesperson. Mm -hmm. It feels like a popcorn machine because you have these good months and then bad months and then good months and bad months. And so it feels like you have times of sizzle and times of pop. And right? when you're new, you have no clue when that sell is going to actually pop and turn yeah. into a sell because yep. you're clueless. But the further along you go through sales, I feel like the more you get to see that it is an actual funnel and that if you work your funnel properly, it's more consistent. And you can, and it creates this where there's always something popping, there's always something happening, but you have to work not only what's right in front of you, but you have to go all the way out to 60, 90, 120 days of people who are going to be buying. And so really, I see that there's, there's, there's three levels to this funnel. There's your immediate funnel, which is they're going to buy either today or tomorrow, right? And those customers, you have to create that urgency. You have to work. Because if you don't work them, you're not closing anybody, right? But generally, a lot of salespeople get lost right there, right? Then there's the customer that's going to buy in the next 7 to 14 days. Those customers are a different customer 
and you need to know how to continually engage them. Then there's the longer term, 30 to 60 days out. And though, and that's a different way to work it. So the first one I want to talk about is your urgent, right? The, the immediate customer. So that bottom of the sales funnel. Kelly, I know you're a closer. You, you've been selling for a long time and I've seen you close a lot of big deals. What do you feel like is the best for somebody who's dealing with that immediate customer closing today? That one closing today, I just stay right in front of them. So often we just think, hey, this is never going to happen or why haven't they already said yes? And it's sometimes they just need a little more information. But uh, these new guys that think if they don't say yes within the first 10 seconds, then I just got to move on. And that is so, that's so common that salespeople, they cripple under the first no. Yeah. That yep. first 10 seconds, they give yep. me a no and I'm like, oh, I guess they're not buying today. Yep. A hundred years ago, we used to take the five pennies and put them in one pocket. And every time we got a no, we moved a penny across. And then once you got that fifth penny moved across, you're like, okay, we're getting close to a yes. Yep. Um, but today it's like one no and okay, just call me when you're ready. Yeah. Now, have you ever told your customer that you're moving pennies from pocket to pocket? No, no, no. Because if they knew, then they'd probably <laughs> run. But, uh, but I've but done it. But could you? Oh, absolutely. I could say, hey, you know what? I'm glad we got the first no out of the way. Yep. Because now you just need a little more information. Absolutely. Right and there, right? once I give you a little more information about four more times, I think we'll be ready to I do think, this. I, I, yeah. think, I think you'll buy from me. Yep. Right. And, and, and actually, my mind works just that way. Yep. In fact, so bad where I've always, if I've only moved three pennies, I'm like, hey, we're not ready to do this yet. You're, don't tell me yes. <laughs> yep. I still got two pennies left. <laughs> yep. Now, and honestly, I know people have listened to the goldfish mentality. Th this is where I actually think the goldfish mentality comes. And maybe that's what we label it as, is the goldfish, the goldfish part of the funnel yep. is... Being able to forget quickly yep. and just move on because the customer needs that help yeah. to end their shopping. Help yeah. them end their shopping and they, just buy from you today. They came for a reason. And the first no is just tell me more. Give me yep. more information. And I learned that penny trip from you, Kelly. If you, if you missed it, you put five pennies in one pocket when you start with a customer and you move those pennies into a, the other pocket every time you get a no. Yep. And so you're actually trying to get five no's because then once you get that fifth one, you know you're going to be closing something. Yep. And if you really commit to that, it's this psychological thing happens when you move the fifth one over that your mind says, we just made a deal. Even before they have said <laughs> yeah. yes, my mind says, we just made a deal. Yeah. yeah. And in comparison to most salespeople, if you're even asking for the order more than once, you're doubling what right. everyone else is doing. Yeah. And see, I struggled with this a lot. And the reason why is because I would just believe the customer. So I just yep. believe when they told me their excuses of why they're not going to buy today, I was just like, oh, yeah, you got to go see your grandma because she's on her deathbed. Yeah, that makes sense. Everybody does that every day. <laughs> My third customer day to say that. <laughs> Look, she's not getting any debtor. We can wait just a minute. And well, I'm just like, you stopped by a car dealer before you went and did that? That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> but I just accepted it. But what I didn't do is I didn't give myself enough patience to be the goldfish, forget that they even told me that because what they're just using it as a smokescreen. And helping them then see the real value of working with me today. Yeah. And I think another thing is what you don't realize when you're newer is how much effort went into the funnel to bring the customer from 60 to 90, yeah. seven days to 14 days. And now they're yeah. ready to do a deal today or tomorrow because you didn't go through that earlier part of the process. Yeah. So so let's let's talk, let's widen that funnel, right? Because 
Usually you're dealing with two to three people. You need to be fully present for that goldfish layer. Now we're talking that seven to 14 days, right? How do you work that, Brad? How do you function in that piece of the funnel? Yeah, a lot of times it's making sure that you understand what the customer's needs are, whether they're, it's timing that's holding them up from making a decision. If it's you don't have the vehicle on your lot currently, maybe it doesn't have the right equipment, it's finding out what their needs are versus what their wants are and making sure that you're staying in contact with that customer. And as Kelly mentioned, staying in front of them yep. on the phone, through text, through email, yep. so that as they get closer to that one to two day, you're the name that they think of when yep. they're ready to pull the trigger. Yep, absolutely. And really, I feel like it really comes down to your CRM. Your CRM is what's going to help you because during, in this piece of the funnel, you should have anywhere between five to 30 customers. And you should be staying in contact with them daily sometimes, if not every other day. Because if you're not in contact with them, you can lose them out to somewhere else. They can swim through the net and get somewhere, get to another place. So <clears throat> leaning on the CRM to make sure all your activities dialed is what's going to help you keep those people in that funnel and not lose them and continue to push them down. Hey, Kelly, what was your CRM? It was a three by five recipe box <laughs> yeah. and it had, it was really complex. It had a lid that locked and then it, if you opened it, it had the numbers one through 31 Yeah, and you didn't always use all 31, <laughs> Yeah, but that was my CRM. And, and when I teach CRM, I go back to the recipe box because yeah. every CRM is just a recipe box. You go through and you do the activities on that days. And then every time you finish it, you put it where it belongs in the next day. Yeah. Right. And, and, and that's some, all CRM does. Some yeah. of those older sales guys that use the recipe box, their password protection, no one could read their handwriting. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yep, that was mine. It did. Yeah. It's like, I can't read hieroglyphics, so I can't steal your customers. So, yeah. but the interesting thing though, a CRM that's in on the computer is much more powerful but we use it less because it's not a physical card. Sometimes I'm like, let's just throw away our CRMs and go back to cards. Why? Because when I pick up a card and I see the card, I actually see the customer. But when it's behind this computer screen, I don't believe it. So then I just check off my activity or whatever, and I don't, and I ignore this stuff because it's on the computer. But really, the CRM is what helps you really dial in those customers. Now, one tip I think, and what I try to do now, because I still get, I still do with leads, is I always try to create engagement, which means I never leave an email without a question. So when I'm reaching out to or connecting with a customer during this piece, I always leave a question that they have to respond back to. I think that's such a great tip. So I know there's people sitting here listening right now. So is it an open-ended question? Is it an either-or question? What type of question do you try to end with? Every time you interact with them, try to connect. I need more information from you. So please give me this piece of information. So it could be open-ended. It could be either or. It could be something. But what you're saying is, Mr. Customer, stay in connection with me. Stay engaged. Keep here, right? Because if you ever just deliver all the information and just say, here you go, Mr. Customer, what do they do? They've got everything they need. They could go no anywhere they out. want, right? No reason to get back with you. Yep. And so by create, by always thinking, okay, what's the next question I can ask? You're saying, how can I, how am I going to keep attached to this person? So you always want to be thinking about how do I keep that engagement 
um, so so that they don't drop out of the funnel. Well, what that question does too is it forms as your reminder, and it also tells you when your customer is ready to talk again. Yep. Because when they respond to you, being you are reminded of them, (laughs) which makes you really savvy. And second, it says I'm open to talk about this topic again. Like, hey, I might need something. Yep. Yep. Love it. Yeah, that's fantastic. So moving up, for, or did you have something? Oh, no, I was actually just going to ask, how about these top level, these, uh, yeah. these 30 to 60 day customers? Yep. So going up higher, right? This is where I think a lot of salespeople miss it, that they don't know how to work a longer term funnel, right? Now, this is where networking comes into play. Now, I the funny thing is, I uh, on a regular basis, I'll do a class called Social Salesman. The last time I did a class and I Ask the people in the class, what is networking? Do you guys know what they said? I couldn't guess. I'm afraid. They just said, you mean like social networking? <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, just networking. What is networking? They didn't know what networking was. Yeah. Isn't that wild? I made a post. Is that network? <laughs> yeah, I post. I posted something because they all they were all just thinking in terms of the only way to network is online. And that's absurd. It's actually the poorest way to network. Because your online connections aren't actually connections. What are the connections? Are the people you meet face-to-face. Yep. And so to work a funnel, you've got to go out and meet people. You've got to create ways that you connect with somebody and you tell them, I sell cars. How can I help you do whatever you want to do? So networking with people is a key part of any salesperson even if they're not in the market right then and there, because it might be 30, 60, 90, 120 days out from when they ever get in the market or somebody they know is in the market. But if you can help them out, eventually, what are they going to do for you? They'll help you out. They'll reach out to you. So Brad, what, how do you network? What connections have made you successful in sales? Well, man, the biggest thing for me is I try to always build rapport with everybody that I meet. First off, everyone knows what I do. They know where I do it. Mm -hmm. They know that I'm passionate about it. And I talk a lot about it. And then I'm always just trying to find out a little bit about them. Build that relationship. I think relationships are the reason why people are in business. And so as I go out to different events or when I'm at stuff with my kids or if I'm at a a board meeting or something like that for a school, we're always talking about cars, what I do, yep. or power sports. And then I'm also talking about what they do. And I always try to make sure that I discuss what they enjoy. Yeah. So they'll discuss what I enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. And so as a salesperson, you connect to other people that you sold through your kids' activities. Yep. Is that right? Yep. So would you engage in their sports? And Kelly, I know you have kids that have come through soccer, right? Yep. Did you ever sell those people's cars? It's the- amazing. I go to work and I do not bring business cards. But when I'm out or when I'm out networking or at a, an event, I always have a business card because it always comes down to, hey, can I call you? Or, hey, I need this. And it's a huge funnel for me yep. of all these people I know. Yep. And some of them wait until that next Saturday of, Hey, I wanted to talk to you. Let's talk about motorcycles. That happened to me today. Yep. And those opportunities are huge. But a lot of times we don't even think about, we don't think about it. Why? Because I'm just there for my daughter's soccer game. I don't want to, I don't want to think about anything else. Well, why don't you just take the opportunity to get to connect with people 
and how you can benefit them. And eventually that'll come right around back to you. What I've always said when I go network, I go with the thought in my head, how do I get this person promoted? Because if I walk around with that thought in my head and I'm talking to somebody and I know their boss, mm-hmm. what can I do? If I reach out to their boss and just say, hey, I, got, I met this person at this and so-and-so game, what do you think boss is going to do? First, they'll thank me, yeah. and that will deepen my connection with them. But then they'll go to the other person and be like, that person said you're awesome. I hope you know that. Is that person going to reach out to oh, me absolutely. in the future if they need something from me? Yeah, you're building them up. And now I have a funnel of people in that 30, 60, 120 day that will more likely reach out to me, right? Now, this is shake the hand, kiss the baby style networking. Mm-hmm. Once you then connect it to your social... So let's say I met that person, I emailed their boss and said they're awesome. Then I connected with them on social media and now I get to see their pictures of their kids and what they're doing and I like it and I comment on it. Now that social part builds and strengthens my network. Right. Now you can't, I say you can't do social effective unless you have that networking part. But once you combine the two, it's an unstoppable force yeah. to really get people in your funnel and moving down. Don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. I, and I think those connections are paramount because first off, if you're on their socials looking at pictures of their kids without that connection, that's creepy. But when you're commenting because there's a connection, now you're growing your relationship. Yep. And that once that connection happens, that's when people feel confident they can reach back out to you. Yep. Well, I love this idea of building people up to, I mean, you've always told me people will never, and I know that this doesn't come directly from you, but it comes from probably Benjamin Franklin. Definitely. <laughs> but I know that you've always told me people won't remember what you say. They'll remember how you made them feel. My Angelou. My Angelou. That's ben right. Franklin. Ben Franklin. <laughs> yeah. So if you make people feel good, <laughs> then they know that you sell something. Who are they going to go to? Yeah. They're gonna yeah think it's, it's so great. Tim, Absolutely. I take that to another level. I always have swag. I always have our brands on us, especially yeah. power sports. And people like how you feel when you give them free stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I always find like the influential parent or the influential person that's at the networking, you can tell, and you give them free stuff. And then you watch because they are like, oh, really? Well, you should talk to Kelly because they sell Honda. And so free stuff makes people feel good. I don't know if you know that. Oh, I love that. You should and, try giving some free stuff. And all of our stores have swag. Yeah, we all have, have swag. Stuff. And everybody thinks so I just like them, to be Santa, but it's just that whole. And then when you see him wearing your stuff, it's a whole different thing. Yep. Oh, it's fantastic. Yep. So, well, Oliver likes to make them feel good. Uh, it's easier for me to just give free shit. Well, I've got an action item. The action item for this week is to actually reach out to Center of Excellence and get enrolled in the next social sales person training. I don't know when you're listening to this, so I don't know date specifically, but reach out to Center of Excellence and ask if you can get enrolled in the next social sales person training. This episode will be out December 26th. Mm, okay. So the day after Christmas. Dang. It's going to have a lot of downloads. Our gift to you. Our I'm not to you. going to hold that training on that day because it's my anniversary. Oh, fantastic. Congratulations, Carly. Yeah. All right. Well, I now have my highly encrypted Copious Holy notes crap. as password protected copious notes. That's what we're talking about working the sales funnel. And this is finding ways to narrow customers and draw them through the buying process. Now, sales, I believe this was, you said your mom says that sales is like popcorn, a popcorn machine. It sizzles for a while and then things starts popping. But a properly worked funnel will pop more consistently. A sales funnel works in three levels. The bottommost level is your immediate buyers. These are folks who are going to buy today or tomorrow. 
Your next layer up is seven to 14 days. These need to be continually engaged. And then you've got a 30 to 60 day section of the funnel at the very top. And these are your long-term networking opportunities. Now for the immediate sales funnel, you need to stay right in front of them. Sometimes these people just need a little bit more info when they say no. Don't fall back on that first no. Keep moving those pennies from pocket to pocket and just get the first no out of the way. Forget quickly and move on and help them end their shopping. Moving up to the seven to 14 day section of the funnel, you just need to understand why they're at that point in the funnel. Keep in contact with them. Make sure that you're top of mind as they slide closer to that immediate section. Work that CRM. You should be working five to 30 customers at a time and keep those daily activities absolutely dialed. And here's a hot tip from Oliver. Don't leave an email without a question so that the customer has to respond. And then topmost level of that funnel, 30 to 60 days, this is where most salespeople struggle. This is where networking comes in. Networking is absolutely crucial. You have to go out and meet people, make connections. Even if they're not in the market, they will be, and now they know who you are and they know what you do. Build relationships, be outgoing, let people know what you do, and build them up. Then connect on social media after you've started that relationship and give away free stuff. <laughs> give away free stuff. Santa. Santa. This time of year. I'm not sure if those were copious notes or a transcription of everything we just said. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was Dialed. just completely transcribed. Incredible. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys so much. This has been a great topic. Highly useful, I think. And then if you're out there listening, if you have people who could benefit from this podcast, please get it in front of them. As I like to say, stock people in the parking lot. If you've got to, tell people about this podcast and just let them know that we exist and we could be helpful to them. If you haven't left us a review yet, please do that. Leave us some stars on iTunes. Leave us some kind words. Or if you don't love us, then, well, maybe don't leave us any words at all. But if you do have questions for us, comments, if you've got ideas for future topics, please shoot us an email to podcast at youngcoe.com. I believe that's everything. Dana Moi, y'all. Dana Moi. Yep.